0: Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium, and of course, my new publishing company called Zivi Books. And now, back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids.
1: Hi. Hi. Hello.
0: Enjoy the show. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Here's a little snippet by one of the authors from the anthology. Hey podcast listeners, my name is Brooke Adams Law, and I'm thrilled to have contributed to Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. My essay is called The World I Build for You, and what I really don't have time for is one ounce of guilt or shame about whether my body measures up to cultural standards after having given birth to two kids. Meg Cabot is the author of No Words. Meg was born in Bloomington, Indiana, and in addition to her adult contemporary fiction, she is the author of the best-selling young adult fiction series, The Princess Diaries. Over 25 million, that's so many, over 25 million copies of her novels for children and adults have sold worldwide, and many of them have or will be turned into movies and TV series. Meg lives in Key West, Florida with her husband. And if you've seen the movie, The Princess Diaries, it was based on this book. Welcome, Meg. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss No Words and your amazing career and everything else. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Should I make a joke about you're having to find words for this interview? Are you going to get that like a million times? You, you know,
2: this is actually my first interview about this book. And, you know, so actually, that's good. It's refreshing. You can say that.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like this book is like a guilty indulgence. I love it. Every time I like kick back and I like and I'm so amused and having so much fun reading it that it almost feels like. I'm cheating or something. Like, it's just so fun. It's so like, I love your sense of humor or, you know, I'm assuming, I mean, it has to be your sense of humor. <laughs> I, would say the yeah. I just love it. I just, I'm Thanks. like so into all of it. Thank like, you. So, I just am, you know, I look forward to reading it at night and just relaxing and oh, good. feeling, pretending I'm in Florida, you know, in part of this. Anyway, yeah. so.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, good, because that's what I was hoping people would get out of it was that, you know, you're going away on this nice vacation. It's going to be totally easy and fun. And then, of course, the main character is freaking out the whole time because she yeah. has to see someone she doesn't want to see, which
0: hopefully doesn't happen to anyone <laughs> in real life. But Yeah, it's like doesn't matter the setting. Like you always are exactly, where you are. Kind exactly, of thing. right you know, you can't leave the anxiety in New York city. It always follows you around. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So you still get to enjoy vicariously her,
2: her wonderful trip. And then at the same time, you're going, why is she freaking? She's freaking out for the dumbest reason. I mean, ultimately she is because you know that it's a nice, fun, romantic book and everything's going to be okay. Because I feel like we're living in a time where that's what we want to read
0: books, where we know everything's going to be okay because life right now is so crazy. Totally. There's something very comforting about it. And, and, and I love just how it's all set in the literary world too, how it's a book festival. And, you know, like the couple, what are their names? Saul and the New Yorker. Yeah. Yeah. So, Like their funny relationship and like being so skittish about everything, even like the pool and what diseases (laughs) are in the pool. And like, how could you swim? And did you not look out the window? We crossed a bridge. And like, it's just so funny. It's like, Anyway, well, yeah, I was really missing book festivals because we haven't gotten to have
2: any for about a year and a half now. I haven't been to any, and so I thought, oh, it would be really great to vicariously go to a book festival in the book I'm writing. So that's what I did, and I, I have to admit that I did kind of insert people that I know and miss. <laughs> so, oh, really? Even do I say in the you know in the acknowledgments? None of these authors are based on real people. Some yeah. of them kind of are. <laughs> So okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I hope that people don't recognize themselves, but I know who they all are. And I'm, I'm very lovingly, and I am like, oh, I got to visit with you guys. So maybe if they figure out who they are, I'll be like, yeah, you, you and I went to a book
0: festival in my mind. <laughs> in the I love the, the guy on the plane who does all the magic. And oh, you're like, my God. okay, creepy, you know, weird. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you for agreeing that that's kind of creepy. That has happened to me at book festivals where I'll be on like the author bus on the way to an event at like eight in the morning. And it's usually not magic. It's usually like somebody with puppets will suddenly spin around and start like doing puppets <laughs> in my face. Like, and I haven't even had caffeine yet. And they'll be like, hi Meg, good morning. We're on the way to the festival. I'm like, oh my God. And it's always man. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's always man. I'm just like, stop it. That is not cool. And so I'm glad that you agree that that is creepy because sometimes (laughs) people are like, no, that's fun. I'm like, it's not fun. That is not fun. So, time and a place. People who haven't read the book yet are like, what is this book about? But I'm telling you, it's all the author secrets that happen on book festivals early in the morning and late at night after the festival is over, the weird stuff that goes on.
0: Oh my God. Sexual. Even like how they were all talking about the donor reception that they like had to go to, and the free food and the alcohol, and like the servers who were like cheerleaders. They were like, anyway, yes. it's so funny. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. How do you, I mean, it's like you know making fun of like you know just just excess and the need to show off and this like narcissistic yeah. character. And anyway, it's true.
2: But it's fun. Awesome. And I, I'm not putting book festivals down. I'm actually on the board of the Key West Literary Seminar, which I love. And we are going to have this year, fingers crossed. And so I get to see a lot of the ins and outs from the point of view of somebody who's planning one of these. As oh, okay. So as well as going to them, I also am now on the end of, okay, who are we inviting? Is this person going to get along with that person? So that's kind of where the idea for this book came from as far as two authors who really do not get along ending up being at the same book festival. Because, because I've, I've experienced that <laughs> from the point of view of someone who plans these things. And it's very funny
0: or it could be a disaster. Yeah. As someone who is like, has, is more like an attendee type of person. Like it never occurred to me some of the behind the scenes things or how often you would have to be with the person. I mean, I guess it depends on the location, yeah. right? It's not like BookCon or something, but you know, smaller islands. Yeah. I mean, exactly. If if this festival happens, you have to let me know because I don't know if you've watched the movie Vivo yet. It's like or if I know of it, yeah. Okay. Well, part of it takes place in Key West. And so my kids thought it was like a made up place. And I'm oh. like, no, no. <laughs> it's a real place. So now of course they want to go. So anyway. Come on down. The <laughs> more the merrier. <laughs> Just it. Yeah. So that's hilarious. Did you, when you were writing it, like, what was it like to write it? Did it all just like come right out? Or do you like, ha- did you have to plan it? Or like, what was that whole thing like?
2: I think probably you've talked to other authors about this. It was weird because you're writing during the pandemic. And I just kept going, this is so weird to have people be shaking hands. And of course, in this book, kissing and making out and doing more than making out. I'm like, is this ever going to happen again? And I know it is. I know pe- from experience that I have people in my family and neighborhood that are up. And so I know people are doing that. But from my point of view, being a married lady for many years, I was like, are people even going to ever do this again? So that part was was very fun. But then I just Decided, you know what? Yes, people are going to do this again. It's all going to be okay. And I'm just going to go with it. And we are going ahead with our book festival. So that part was probably the hardest thing to overcome. Just the uncertainty at the time I was writing this book because vaccines hadn't even come out yet. And, but the rest of it just really did flow because it was so much fun to write about a book festival that I was not going to and I had no stakes in it. <laughs> so that was that part was fun. And then just getting the point of view of this. Very tense New York writer, who's the main character, Joe, really needs a vacation. She needs to get out of the New York winter and into this Floridian atmosphere where there's a beautiful pool at her hotel. And she's just totally going to lay back. And she's getting a huge stipend. She doesn't know why, but she's very excited that they're actually paying her to go on this free vacation and to really just enjoy it until, of course, she finds out that her rival and the guy she hates more than anyone else in the writing community is also there. And then, she, in her opinion, everything... She's, she's practically going to leave, but then her friend, her writing friend, convinces her, no, you need to stay. You need to face face your demons. So that's kind of what the book is about. Is She doesn't have words because she's got writer's block. And then this guy, he is very bad at verbalizing what he means. So he can write it down, but he can't speak very well, which is how he keeps putting his foot in his mouth. So it's a good... To me, it's kind of a good summary of what it's kind of like to be a writer sometimes you can't write and sometimes you can't speak (laughs) usually at the worst time
0: I also love how you poke fun at authors, like, cause the, cause Joe is a middle grade author, really like an early reader ish yeah. middle grade. And that people are always coming up to her saying like, I used to love your books. Yeah. And you're like, why do I have to be the person that you used to love my books? Like, yeah. And she compares it to being like one of the
2: actors who was on friends. Like everybody comes up to um, yes. Rachel, Jennifer Aniston is like, Oh, I used to love your show. And she's like, Oh my God. You know, I still do things. I still write things. I'm still acting. And she's so mad because. Is everybody. But she finally, she learned it. It's okay. You know, it's okay to be everybody. You know, the person who is, I don't want to give it away, but maybe the person who, the, your books meant so much to somebody because they learned to read from your books or so your books are what captivated them and made them become a reader. And so she she's kind of getting used to that. And she's like, okay, maybe it's okay to be who I am. But then of course her rival... Is the guy whose books everybody's reading now. He's the he's the yes. guy he's kind of I don't want to say he's Nicholas Sparks because he's not. He's not I, I was gonna yes. Everybody's comparing him to Nicholas Sparks, so I'm like, oh okay, fine. But he's not, but that's kind of who he is, a little bit. That's what his books are. I tried to so in the book, you can read little sections of his new book that has just come out. And I'm not saying I tried to make them like Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> Everybody says I failed at doing that. So, but I did. <laughs>
0: I had him on this podcast.
2: Did he? <laughs> was, Did you? Yeah. I, I'm
0: sure he's, very, I've never met him, so. No. I have I'll send you the.
2: Yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to go I'll <laughs> oh, No, I'm not. I'm never going <laughs> to It was a while ago. Other people.
0: Well, not that long. Okay. That's we
2: won't talk about that
0: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's almost like, you know, there's this whole, like, it's never enough for, for authors, right? Like, it's never enough. Like, it's not okay that Joe is this massively successful. Right author with this whole kitty cat series or whatever you want to call it, that like everybody in the world knows sort of like dog man or something like that. Right. (laughs) Right. It's just like, yeah. Right. Or something. Yeah. you know, now it's something else needs to be done. And I don't yeah. know. No, it's true. She's definitely
2: suffering from horrible writer's blocks because her rival said something mean about yeah. her in an interview. And so now she can't get past it. And she's she's got a problem in that way. She's one of those people who can't let go. She can't let it go like in Frozen. She can't.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. She needs to learn.
2: So that's that's what the book is about.
0: And I, her friend like tries to psychoanalyze her and it's like is this because of your dad and oh, you have to find him in a nursing home or an old age home and she was like what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, it was so, it was fun to write. So how did you like tell me about so you also wrote the princess diaries which of course yeah. became like another family favorite here. I mean, you're just winning points right and left, but how did you get your start, like being a writer and how did you come up with these like breakout hits and all of that? Thanks. You know, the
2: Princess Diaries really was inspired by a family incident that happened. My mom, after my dad passed away, my mom started dating one of my teachers, which is really what the Princess Diaries to me is about. It's about a girl Mm -hmm. who's obsessing because her mom is dating one of her teachers. And then incidentally, My agent was like, that's not enough for a story. Like, something else needs to happen. She can't just have her mom be dating her teacher and be freaking out. She's like, there needs to be more of a hook. So I had a couple ideas, and the one that seemed to be the best fit was that she turns out to be a princess, which is so ridiculous. that. But it could happen in real life, you know? So I wrote it realistically, like, that's something that could happen. And to my surprise, people seemed to really like it. I never thought that it would be a big hit or that it would be made into a movie starring Julie Andrews, you know, Houston kind of picked it up out of the slush pile, really took it to Disney. And then the next thing I knew it was being made into a movie and I got to quit my day job at NYU. <laughs> I was working as an assistant manager of a dorm there. It was crazy. And then after that, I just was able to write full time. It was a total. Oh
0: my gosh. I know
2: it was amazing. So I blame my mom. For all of it, that's my backstory. (laughs) If my friend were psychoanalyzing me, she'd be like, it's your mom's fault. So yeah, that was great and yet also totally bizarre.
1: Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Wow. Yeah. But it yeah. couldn't have, was that your, that, so but what were you doing? When did you first write an album? Oh, that wasn't oh the my first God. Line, no, right? I love to write. I just have always, since I was a little kid,
2: I grew up, my dad was a college professor and just always had books around. My mom taught reading. She was an elementary school teacher really early on in their marriage. And then she quit to stay home with the kids. But they always encouraged us to read. And then when we didn't have any books in the house, because we'd read them all, she'd be like, go write your own. Here, here's a pencil and some paper. Go write your own book. And my brothers didn't go for that at all. But I loved it. So I would sit there and I would write my own stories. And I just never stopped. And, you know, she told me that because I kept asking her, I was like, how can I get published? And she was like, well, it's really hard. And, you know, you need to probably think about getting a day job if that's something you're serious about. So I did take typing in high school and I, I planned that my day job would be that I'd be somebody's administrative assistant, which is what I became at NYU because I could type really fast. And then on the side, I was trying for years to get published and just kept writing. I was writing historical romance novels because I heard that that was, you know, there's a, there's a, like a billion dollar industry in romance novels. So I'm like, I think I have a solid chance. I'm not sure. So I wrote those under another name for a while. And that worked out. But then I was still writing other stuff
0: just to see what would happen. Wow. Yeah. Is this your real name or not? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You made me laugh so hard. I'm coughing now. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Yes. Megan Patricia Cabot is my real name. <laughs> Megan Meg Cabot. I wrote her Patricia Cabot. You can still find my historical romance novels, but okay. I think they're out of print, that they're okay. very, very steamy. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> You're making me laugh so hard. I'm <laughs> <laughs> So why did you not give up? Like after all that, like, oh. okay. So not that, I mean, not that being a, I mean, obviously you were successful in what you were doing. It's just like, why, or did you just love it? Did you just enjoy the process? Like, and what, what, why um, did you pivot to mainstream <clears throat> more, not mainstream, but what do you call, I don't know. Not historical romances. Or,
2: yeah. Well, you know, I got rejected so much those first few years. I couldn't even get an agent and I kept getting rejected. And, you know, this, it actually is because my husband, he, would see me getting these rejections. And I'd be like, you know, I should just quit because I'm never going to get published. And he's like, he actually said to me, you know, I love, he loves playing golf. And he's like, I'm a terrible golfer. But I love doing it. So what's, why would I quit? Just because people are telling me that I'm terrible, but I enjoy it. So if you enjoy something, keep doing it and why not keep trying? So I kept trying
0: and thank God because look what happened. Yeah. And how is his golf? It's
2: terrible. He, (laughs) <laughs> rarely plays anymore because he's found other things <laughs> he enjoys doing, but yeah, no, it's weird because his brother is a golf pro. Like he, <laughs> he's, he, there's a little family rivalry going on, but he's found other things he enjoys doing. Thank God one of them is cooking.
0: So he's the, Ooh, he's nice. the chef in the family. Yeah, I know. I, I encourage that one. The, yeah. Yeah. That is like the biggest boon to a, a relationship. No, Somebody has
2: to, yeah. somebody has to be good at cooking or at least take, yeah. you know, willing to try. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And I saw that this is part of a series. Is that right? It looked like it was. Yes. So this is book number three, but it's not that they are the same
2: characters. They're just all set on the same Island. So you can pick this one up without having read the others, but then maybe it will inspire you to want to read the others. And I have a fourth one kind of gelling right now in my head. I haven't started writing it but it won't I don't have a due like date when it will be out or anything like that or even a title. I have a plot and some characters. So that's All right, good.
0: So <laughs> better than not. And I know, right? Yeah you'd have
2: nothing I know.
0: I'm very happy. <laughs> that's excellent. Oh my gosh. So what advice would you have for aspiring authors? Well obviously don't give up. If
2: it's something you really love doing no matter what anybody says just keep trying. I was always open to criticism. So I got rejected, but I would often get with my rejection letters, a little piece of uh, like a nugget of encouragement, maybe, or even like, you know, we don't, I I wrote a lot of medieval romances. And at that time, medieval, nobody wanted medieval. And they're like, you know, we don't, we're not interested in your (laughs) knights of the round table (laughs) body romances, but we're looking for, you know, this other, it was Victorian at the time if you could do Victorian, we would like that. And so I did. So just like, or, you know, you actually write really not very inspiring male dialogue. So I was like, oh, I need to work on that. And I went and I started listening more, which was really great advice to men talk instead of me doing all the talking, which was very hard for me because, you know, when men are talking, you naturally want to say things depending on what you hear. But when I stopped talking so much and I started listening more, I was able to write more realistic male dialogue, which, so that was like some really good advice. So, you know, I started list kind of taking the, advi- the advice I was getting in my rejections and kind of following it. And that really helped. I, as soon as I started doing that, I started getting published, which was weird. Like sometimes, sometimes people get rejections and they're like, ah, they're completely wrong, but they're not always wrong. Often they are. Not always. So sometimes you have to
0: I tried to sell a book when I was 20, but not always. Sometimes they're completely wrong. (laughs) No, I found all the rejection letters that I had saved for a book I tried to sell when I was like 28. And in my head, it was like this debilitating failure and like everything was bad. And, you know, and then I went back and I read them and I was like, oh my gosh, like I should have, like that was actually specific feedback and maybe I shouldn't have given up on that. And what if I had tried this and oh I, like I you know like selective memory you just like yeah. take out all the, all the bad like all I saw was no I didn't like read the letters until recently Yeah <laughs> so. no
2: exactly yeah it, it's really true I was I was able to kind of go through it and go okay let me try that and but I mean there are some things that you're like I'm never doing that. <laughs> no way. Because that, that no. I don't feel like that's true to the story. But if there's a few little things you can change, then why not try it? You know, I originally the princess diaries the character was 30 years old. <laughs> and she really? yeah because I was 30 when I was writing it and then my agent was like this literally makes no sense <laughs> that she's 30 and she's so upset about her mom dating her teacher like what is going on maybe try making her 14 and I went oh fine okay that's really stupid but I'll do it and it worked so you just never know <laughs> every once in a while maybe you should take someone's advice even if you don't agree with it it might not be the worst idea
0: <laughs> oh my gosh and I started out as I told you at the beginning on your website you have an essay that you say you you like sort of republish every year around 911 about your experience which was not light funny and amusing at all yeah. but he, he, you know heavy and and you know I mean written obviously in your style of like approachable and relatable, and you know, all of that good stuff. But what a story. Oh, my, that day, and your husband, yeah. I mean, the oh my gosh. Anyway, I encourage anybody to go to your website and and read it, especially around now, it's just 9 11 around the corner. And by the time this comes out, it will have happened. But that was really moving. Stuff.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I just think it's important that people remember what that day was like. There are people now who are born who you know weren't even alive obviously when that happened and what's so weird about 9-11 and I always forget too Princess Diaries the movie came out in August of 2001 and then September 2001 is when 9-11 happened and so it was it was just such a terrible year for for me personally it was like the greatest year and then the worst year because I my husband worked uh across the street from the World Trade Center and I didn't know that day if I would see him again and for a couple hours, and then thankfully he he was fine. But I just, it was such a day of such terrible lows and then in tremendous highs, because so many people I know were so brave that day and just did incredible, incredible things that I I want people to remember it. So I do post this same essay every year, just as a reminder, and I'm really honored that people teach that essay in classrooms now to kids who weren't around, obviously, when that happened, so they can know what it was just like for an average person who had nothing to do with it. Just what I saw out my window and in my neighborhood and with friends of mine and stuff. So, you know, I hear, I get a lot of positive feedback from that. So that's yeah. all. And even though it's not in my style, cause I very, very upbeat most <laughs> most of the time, that day
0: was not a day that for being upbeat, but, yeah. no, but thank but, you. Thank you for that. No, it was powerful. And I'm currently reading this other 9-11 book and doing a bunch of 9-11 stuff. This is called Saved at the Seawall. It's by Jessica DeLong. Oh,
2: yeah. With the boat lift. Yeah. You should really read. It's so Yeah, I will. Thank you for that. Anyway. What are you reading, by
0: the way, before I
2: well, you know, it's funny. I don't really. I often read upbeat things. Right now, I'm actually reading the premonition by Michael Lewis, which is about the pandemic, mm-hmm. which has been really interesting. And but I'm reading another book at the same time, which is Well Matched by Jen Deluca. The fun. It's a fun romance. So I'm. I, I have to read like funny things and then temper them with not so funny things. So I yes, find that that I works. Agree.
0: I like to alternate. <laughs> Hence so your book and the same yeah, why not? I go back and forth. Yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah, wow, okay. Well, Meg, this is so fun, and I'm sorry I should have started out by saying, "What's your book about?" And and I just like <laughs> jumped in because I was so excited. So sorry to make you have to like backpedal halfway through yeah, and describe it, fine. but uh, <laughs> hopefully my enthusiasm and you know, it's just so nice to like be able to fall into a book like this. It oh, just, thank um, you. was yeah. particularly enjoyable and really great. So,
2: well, thank, thanks. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for having me. This was a really fun chat. All
0: right. We'll take care. Thank you. You
2: too. Bye-bye.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of moms. Don't have time to read books.